Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey everybody, welcome into the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you talking all things Florida Panthers hockey over the course of the next hour. And we've got a busy, eventful show to send your way. Of course, it's been a busy week for the Florida Panthers. They wrapped up a West Coast road trip last night. They picked up a 3-0 win on the road over the Anaheim Ducks out at Honda Center. So the Panthers finished up their four-game swing out west with a 2-1-1 record. They'll still have three more road games coming up before their next home game, which is going to be on the 29th of this month against Montreal. More on that coming up in just a moment. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. The Panthers off until Thursday. They'll play Montreal coming up on Thursday evening. They'll be in Ottawa a week from tonight at 7 o'clock. And then they'll be in Toronto a week from tomorrow at 7 o'clock. So all seven Eastern starts on the upcoming road trip. Panthers back home on the 29th against Montreal at FLA live arena floridapanthers.com ticketmaster.com to get your tickets of course coming up here on the panthers insider show Later on in the hour, I'll be joined by my broadcast partner, Billy Lindsay. You hear him across the Panthers radio network each and every Panthers game. Well, he's going to join me coming up in segment number three. We'll talk all things Panthers. We'll recap last night's Panthers victory in Anaheim, one the Panthers really just controlled throughout. Coming up next segment, EJ Raddick from NHL Network. He's going to stop by the show, and we'll talk Panthers with him, get his national perspective, and we'll talk about the trade the Panthers made this week. Back on Wednesday, the Panthers acquired Ben Sherratt from the Montreal Canadiens, a big defenseman. He was a part of Montreal's run to the Stanley Cup final last year, so certainly has some good playoff experience. He's going to bring that to the fold with the Panthers. And uh, speaking of Ben Sherratt, we're going to hear from him coming up in just a moment as well. We'll hear from Panthers general manager Bill Zito on what it meant to acquire Ben Sherratt. We'll hear from Panthers interim head coach Andrew Brunette as well when he talked about what it means to get a defenseman like Ben Sherratt. So lots to get to. The Panthers, as I mentioned, a busy week, wrapped up a West Coast road trip, made a couple of trades this week. Frank Vetrano was sent to the New York Rangers for a draft pick, and then the Panthers would package up that draft pick, another pick, as well as a prospect, Ty Smolanik, to the Montreal Canadiens to get Ben Sherrod, a defenseman who I mentioned is battle-tested in the playoffs. He's going to be a big help for this Panthers team coming into the fold, and well, they hope to have him as soon as Thursday as far as being able to get him into the lineup. If that were the case, he'll be on the ice against his old team, the Montreal Canadiens. But in mentioning him, let's hear from Ben Sherratt. Panthers acquired him back on Wednesday. Here's Ben Sherratt on what it means to be a Panther, and he begins by talking about his strengths as a player. Yeah, I think, um, like Billy said, I'm a big guy that can skate and move well and 
Um, I think that really helps me with uh, defending against bigger guys, little guys, doesn't matter who it is. I can kind of play against them and, and uh, do what I can to kind of limit their offense. So I think that's probably my biggest strength. Yeah, I think the experience is, it's huge. I mean, uh, you know, once you get kind of get to that stage, of uh you know conference finals finals it um you're under a pretty big spotlight and it's um you know the intensity kind of ramps up as each round goes on so to have been there and kind of and experienced it i think um i think is a big uh is a big plus and once you're once you're on the ice and and you see another team hoist the stanley cup and you're out there and you know how close you were to it it uh, it only makes you hungrier and, and to want to get back to that stage and, and kind of get the job finished. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to doing that with the Panthers. So Ben Sherrod right there. Here's Panthers general manager Bill Zito. He begins by discussing that getting a defenseman was something that was high on the Panthers shopping list here as we approach the trade deadline. Very generally, yeah, that was, a, that was one of our priorities. We started the process a while ago and um, we were keen on on adding specifics the right the right person as well as the right uh, position um, we did want to uh, target a left shot if it was possible but it was more than uh, simply just oh let's go find a lefty we wanted to find uh, the right other characteristics um, that would fit and mesh with our team it's no secret that our uh, you know our top defensemen right now are logging big minutes and um, you know, certainly I think the addition of Ben can uh, help lessen those minutes, spread them out, and, uh, and hopefully add uh, some collective energy to our entire decor. The reason we are where we are is because I believe we're a team. And I've said that before. Um, it's probably overused, the, you know, this notion, oh, we're, we're a really good team. But I, I suspect that group sincerely is a team, and um, we – went through a pretty significant investigation on the character of a, of a number of people um, that we were investigating, potentially adding to, to this team, to this group. Um, it's paramount, and we, I don't want to disrupt it. Um, anybody we add uh, has to be able to fit into it, has to be a team-first person, team-first player, uh, and, and we believe that Ben is. So Bill Zito excited to add Ben Sherratt to the mix. The NHL's trade deadline coming up on Monday, so the Panthers acquiring Ben Sherratt well in advance of the deadline. Here's Panthers interim head coach Andrew Brunette talking about what it means to get a defenseman like Ben Sherratt. Yeah, really excited um, to get him. I've I've, uh, seen him play so much being in Minnesota. He's in Winnipeg, lots of battles, very competitive, kind of exactly – the type of player we we were looking for and um, really good defensively. He does a lot of good things, and, and uh, so we're really excited to have him. Um, and, again, we're pretty blessed with our group, and add that piece is, is, is pretty good. So exciting news this week is the Panthers acquired Ben Sherrod from Montreal. I know we're all excited to see him make his Panthers debut. The Panthers last night, though, they had business to take care of. They were looking to rebound from Thursday night's 5-3 loss in Vegas, and they did so. They did so in a big way. The Panthers took care of business against Anaheim, picking up a 3-0 win. Here are the highlights as they aired across the Panthers radio network. Duclair back down for Reinhardt on the end boards. Reinhardt out to Huberto in front. 
Shot a shot, top shelf, and he scores. Jonathan Huberdell on the power play, and the Panthers have a 1 0 lead. Barkov near side, plays one to the side of the net. Marchman back to Barkov. Barkov in front, a shot, and they score. And it's Huberto again from out in front of the net. And the Panthers have a 2-0 lead. Jonathan Huberto's second of the game, and it comes late in period number one. Backhand here on the near side. Puck goes down behind the net. Loose puck back in behind the goal. Turns into a two-on-two. Out in front, and Joe Thornton jams it home. He was set up by Nolachari, and from the blue paint, Joe Thornton gives the Panthers a 3-0 lead. Verhege. Out of Bennett. Bennett near side. Hands it out to the line. Montour, Huberto in front. Turnaround shot. It's off a skate. Redirects wide. Bennett rolls it toward the net. Can't sneak it through. It's picked up and cleared. That's it for this one. The Panthers, 3-0 winners over Anaheim. A 17-save shutout for Spencer Knight. His first career shutout. Takes place in Anaheim this evening. Panthers 3, Ducks nothing, and a milestone for Spencer Knight. And it's a good night for the Panthers. First career shutout for Spencer Knight and a 3-0 win for the Panthers last night in Anaheim. Of course, Aaron Ekblad did leave last night's game with a lower body injury left early on in the hockey game, and we hope to have more information on that very, very soon. We certainly wish for the best for Aaron Ekblad, who left last night's game with an injury. The Panthers now shift their focus to Thursday night. They'll have a little bit of a chance to catch their breath before then. Thursday night, the Panthers will be on the road against the Montreal Canadiens. Saturday, the Panthers will be in Ottawa at 7 o'clock. Sunday, a week from tomorrow, the Panthers will be in Toronto at 7 o'clock. And then the Panthers return home on the 29th against the Montreal Canadiens. A little bit of time before the next Panthers home game. You don't want to hesitate to get your tickets. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, call 954-835-PUCK. And you want to make sure you have the best Panthers gear when you come out to FLA Live Arena. Panthers fans, go to flateamshop.com for your exclusive Panthers licensed merchandise, including one-of-a-kind game-used gear, hockey-inspired fashion apparel, and much more. Shop now at flateamshop.com. Coming up later in the show, we'll hear from my broadcast partner on the Panthers Radio Network, Billy Lindsay, is going to stop by. But coming up next segment, EJ Raddick from NHL Network. He's going to join the show. I'm Doug Plagans. This is the Panthers Insider Show right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. The Florida Panthers into a little break in the schedule as they'll play again on Thursday night in Montreal at 7 o'clock. The next Panthers home game coming up on the 29th. That's a Tuesday against those same Montreal Canadiens. So some busy Atlantic Division times coming up for the Panthers. You can get your Panthers tickets, of course, as always, at floridapanthers.com and ticketmaster.com or by calling 954-835-PUCK. Special guest joining us here on the Panthers Insider Show now to offer some national perspective to talk about the trade deadline, which of course is looming. That'll be coming up on Monday. So lots to get to with our guest coming up here from NHL Network, EJ Raddick, kind enough to join us here. And you can watch NHL Network's EJ Raddick co-host NHL Now weekdays at four. Plus this Monday will feature eight live hours of NHL trade deadline coverage beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern. EJ, how are you? Welcome into the Panthers Insider Show. Thank you very much. I'm doing well. How you doing, Doug? Doing great. Thanks very much for being here. And I wanted to dive right in and talk a little uh, trade deadline, even though the deadline's not coming up till Monday. The Florida Panthers have already been busy. Ben Sherratt added to the fold a couple of days back. And, well, uh, Bill Zito said a defenseman was something that they kind of prioritized 
How do you like that move from the Panthers' perspective, and how do you see Ben Sherrod, a big-body defenseman, fitting in on this Panthers' blue line? Well, I think he's a good fit. I mean, he's uh, you said it. He's a big-bodied guy. He skates okay for, for a guy of that size. He's competitive. He's physical. He can move the puck a little bit. Um, I just think, uh, you know, that was an area of need for Florida. I think all those things that I described to you about Ben Schrott make him a fit there. I think that, the, you know, the Panthers, they want to be kind of big and strong and in your face. They play a little bit of a – the games get a little chaotic sometimes. And, uh, you know, I think they kind of thrive for whatever reason in that kind of game. So I think he's a good fit. He was just in the Stanley Cup final last year. He brings that kind of experience to the mix as well. So, uh, you know, Bill Zito, to me, I think over the last couple of years, has just done an outstanding job. I don't think he's hit too many bad notes in terms of, you know, making acquisitions, putting people in place. And, uh, you know, I think he inherited, when you look back, he inherited a team that, you know, had some really high-end pieces when you think of Barkov and Uberdo and, and Ekblad and Bobrovsky. And, uh, you know, he has just done a really nice job of kind of filling in all the blanks around those guys and, you know, bringing in some good people within their organization. So I, I think Sherrod's a great fit. I'll be eager to see, uh, you know, how he looks in uniform. They, as you mentioned, they don't play. And oddly enough, Ben Sherrod is staying up in Montreal. And I guess he'll meet his teammates for the first time uh, up there when the team comes up to play the Canadians. But uh, I like the move. And I think it's just another example of, you know, Bill Zito going out and doing something that he thinks he needs to do to help his team be better. Yeah, good chance Ben Sherratt's first game as a Panther could be against the team that traded him to the Panthers, the yep. Montreal Canadiens, coming up uh, on Thursday night. EJ Raddick, NHL Network, joining us now. You can catch him on NHL Now weekdays at 4. And keep in mind, NHL Network has eight live hours of trade deadline coverage beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern on Monday. And in mentioning that, uh, it relates to Ben Sherratt, and it's something you hear talked about a lot, EJ, this time of the year is experience and Ben Sherratt's played a good amount of playoff games in his career. He went to the Stanley cup finals as a member of the Montreal Canadians last year. He told uh, the media in South Florida on a call shortly after he was acquired that, uh, you know, that experience does make him hungry to come back and to get back and to be in another long playoff run, which of course now he hopes to be a part of one with the Panthers experience. How do you value it EJ this time of the year? Because it's one of the things you hear thrown around a lot, sometimes more than any other attribute this time of the year, when teams are shopping at the deadline is getting a guy who has experience. How do you value experience? Well, I think uh, I value it a lot. I mean, I think the, the players, because you know, you're playing at the high level i mean there's that you get still have to be able to compete at that level um but i think experience is really valuable and really important and i, I you know daryl sutter who i coaches the calgary flames who i love listening to his kind of words and pearls of wisdom from time to time when he speaks to the media he talked about you know there's experience and then there's winning experience and you know that's getting into deep playoff run you know and winning and maybe winning a stanley cup and ben Schrod has gotten into a you know he was in a deep run last year and he's an experienced defenseman. He's been in a lot of situations. And I think it's really valuable. I think you get into playoff games and, uh, you know, situations where, you know, sometimes, you know, you can, you can lose your head a little bit in these, in these situations. I think the fact that, that uh, you have experience makes a big, big difference. You don't get necessarily too high or too low. And so, uh, yeah, I'm a, big, I'm a big proponent of experience in a lot of things in life. And uh, certainly if you could add 
those you know guys that have those different experiences to your hockey team, I think it makes a big difference. I don't think it's any kind of surprise that teams that win usually they have sprinkled a couple of guys that have had previous success into the mix, even if it's in different roles, and it can make a big difference. Yeah, I know it made a huge difference for the Panthers as soon as Patrick Hornquist walked in the door, for example. Uh, experience certainly valuable. EJ Raddick, NHL Network, uh, here with us. And EJ, just to, in terms of the, the Panthers, from your national perspective, the Panthers showed a lot last season, felt like they really turned a corner. Now going into this season, they're vying for the top spot in the Eastern Conference. They're vying for the top seed overall, vying for the, the President's Trophy. Uh, is this Panthers team right where you saw them in the mix here right now? Have they exceeded your expectations just overall? What are your impressions of this group? Yeah, they might. I would say they might have exceeded my expectations a little, even just because of where they are in the standings. They've had such a just a terrific season. I mean, they haven't had. I mean, this is something that may, you know, may worry people at times is they haven't had a ton of adversity. Now they had the major kind of unexpected adversity of a coaching change through a kind of an odd circumstance, not one that you would expect early, early in the season, and they weathered that pretty good. And I think that's a testimony to Andrew Burnett and the, the people around the team there and the other coaches. But, you know, they haven't had a ton of, uh, you know, a ton of adversity this season. So that would be something you get into a postseason, you know, you could end up having a home ice and lose the first two games and all of a sudden, boom, adversity hits you right between the eyes. So we will see how it plays out and how healthy they can be down the stretch and maybe what other additions they make. Between now and Monday, there's been a lot of talk about perhaps adding closure from the Philadelphia Flyers. So we'll see if that happens. But, uh, you know, that will be my thing. I, I like the Panthers. I think, you know, they had a they had a very interesting year last year where they really improved. And, you know, they, they gave the Tampa Bay Lightning a, a heck of a run there in the first round. But, you know, the, it's one thing to, you know, have a competitive first round series. It's another thing to win. And so they've still got to kind of get over that hump in the postseason. So it'll be, you know, I, I like their team. I think they're going to have, they're going to be a hard out for anybody, but once you get to the playoffs, it's uh, you know, you start fresh and it's a seven game series against a single opponent. And uh, you know, you got to build those blocks one at a time and try to keep your team as healthy as possible. Yeah, different world once the playoffs began. EJ Raddick, NHL Network here with us. You mentioned that Panthers-Lightning series last year, and I know that that series went six, and the Lightning were pushed to seven against the Islanders in the final four round, but it uh, it felt like, and a lot of people have kind of echoed the sentiment that the Panthers gave the Lightning their most difficult challenge there in the first round last year, and it, that series was really must-see TV. It felt like across North America, EJ how much would everybody like to see from your perspective? Uh, how much would you and how much do you feel like everybody else would like to see uh, the Panthers and the Lightning go at it once again this season in the, uh, in oh, the Stanley I, Cup I playoffs? Think, I, think, I think a lot of people would love to see that again. I mean, I don't know if the Lightning want to really necessarily <laughs> see it again. And they want it because uh, the Florida Panthers give the Lightning fits. And, uh, you know, that's a, a geographical rival, obviously. and But also, uh, you know, two teams battling for the same prize and Tampa's won the last two years and they've had to build that thing. It's, you know, it's a good example, right? I mean, like Florida, the last two or three years now have been starting to push forward. Tampa Bay lightning, you know, they were a team that, you know, they were in the mix, went to the Eastern conference final, went to a Stanley cup final, and it took them several years to finally mm -hmm. get over the hump. So, you know, we'll see if 
if uh, if the Florida Panthers can make that that journey all the way to the end in a, in a more timely manner. But you know, just just an example. I mean, I always say now. I mean, my new thing is it's 32 teams in this league now. It's really hard to win even when you have a good team, and I think that's why Bill Zito is going in on getting a a Sherratt and maybe going in on a uh, on maybe getting a a Giroux because. You know, you got to take these opportunities when they come to you because professional sports is a, it's a crazy business. You never know when things are going to go your way. You never, you know, you never know when your team is going to be fully healthy and, and at its best. And so if you have a shot, it's wise to take it. And I think that's what they're trying to do there. But I would love nothing more to see another playoff series between Tampa and Florida. I mean, that was crazy last year. And hopefully the Panthers learn some lessons. I mean, I go, yeah, I go back to game one. I think that's really where the series turned was Florida had a lead and uh, Sam Bennett took a, I thought a really bad penalty, which he ended up taking and getting a suspension for and missing a game and gave Tampa Bay a power play opportunity. They took advantage and that's what championship teams do. They take advantage. So for me, I think, you know, for the Florida Panthers going into it this year, if and when they play, Whoever they play, really, in the you know throughout the playoffs, but if they were to beat Tampa again, I mean, those are the mistakes you can't make. You can't give teams like that opportunity to beat you because they will. EJ Raddick, NHL Network, here with us. You mentioned a team being at its best and the Panthers making a run for it this season. A big reason this team's been at its best is Jonathan Huberto has been at his best all season long. Do you think he has a shot at the Hart Trophy here? Where does he fit into that mix in your mind? And uh, just from your perspective, I mean, hard to believe that this guy's been around since the 12-13 season. He's the longest tenured Panther. There's no doubt he was hungry immediately after that uh, last season ended that playoff round against the Tampa Bay Lightning. He wanted to get back at it right away. His game has really soared to new heights, and uh, I think he's getting that superstar credit he deserves across the league now. But what's impressed you most about him, and uh, and where do you think the chips fall at the end as far as that Hart Trophy uh, race is concerned? Well, I think he's in the mix. I think there's a lot of players that are in the mix right now. When you talk about, like, Matthews in Toronto, it's just Sturkin with the Rangers. You know, the duo in Edmonton, those guys are always in the mix. Uh, you know, there's a number. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing – you know, several guys. I think it's one of those years where there's a lot of good candidates, but I think Jonathan is one of the real top candidates to get it. And uh, the thing that has impressed me this year about uh, about Jonathan Uberdo is his just will to compete on a nightly basis. When I watch the Florida Panthers, he is he is dragging the, the team into the battle seemingly every night. And, uh, you know, from a high-end player, from a superstar player on your team, to have that kind of will and competitive nature to go along with great skill. I mean, that's something to see. And that's experience, right, Doug? That's yeah. experience of having played several years and being hungrier with each passing year for more team success. Because at the end of the day, all these trophies, the Hart, the Mesna, the Norris, they're all nice. But this is the ultimate team game where they play for really one trophy. And I think Jonathan Uberdo is all in on that this year, and it's been apparent in his play. And uh, I'm looking forward to see how he finishes out the regular season and, and to see what kind of performance he's going to have in the playoffs. But he's been a high-end player in the league this year, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if he ends up being nominated for the hardest, one of the three best. 
EJ Raddick, NHL Network here, stopping by. EJ, if you look into the uh, crystal ball, if you will, come Monday, how do you think you'll compare this deadline to others? Do you feel like this is going to be busier than normal? Do you think there's going to be uh, a lot of talk, a lot of rumors, and you know, not as much finalized, uh, not as much materializing when we get to the deadline coming and going on Monday? What, uh, what are you anticipating overall? Well, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting this year, Doug, because the cap situation for teams is so tight. There's really not a lot of cap space. So that makes it difficult to make deals because you saw with Florida that Montreal had to retain 50% on, on Sherrod. And in doing that, you got to pay a little bit more for that. So that's why there might have, you know, some people, you know, have looked at that and said, well, they may have overpaid for Sherrod, but Again, you have to, you know, work in the, the fact that Montreal retains salary, which is a value. So you got to pay for that. And that, that works into that equation. And that, and, that, and that salary cap space that Florida gets by having Montreal retain 50% is extremely valuable to them because it goes a long way in determining if they could add a closure or someone else. Yep. So, you know, that is the mitigating factor in the trade deadline talks this year is the cap is tight and teams are limited by what they can do. And it's really going to depend upon where you feel you are at. And if you're willing, you know, you got to ask yourself, you think we can win? You think you can win? I say you got to go for it, but you got to ask yourself that question. And if you don't really believe it, then you got to ask, you know, okay, what am I willing to commit? So, you know, and another wild card here too, Doug, is for the for the owners of these groups. We're coming out of really difficult, you know, economic mm-hmm. circumstances with the the pandemic, and you know, some clubs not having the opportunity to play before a lot of fans over the last couple of years. Some have had more opportunities, some have had less. So that works into the equation too. So there's a lot to consider. I think there will be deals, but I think teams are going to have to get creative. I think we're going to see a couple of these three way deals where teams come into to kind of be an off ramp for uh, for some salary, but you're going to have to pay for that as well. So that's it's it's going to be it's going to be tricky, is what I would say. And it, it, there's going to have to be some creativity on the part of the managers who are looking to make deals. EJ Raddick here with us, and uh, EJ and the whole crew at NHL Network. They'll have you covered come Monday as far as the NHL trade deadline is concerned. You can watch NHL Network's EJ Raddick host NHL Now weekdays at four plus again this coming Monday. They'll have eight live hours of NHL trade deadline coverage beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern. EJ, we thank you very much for your time here on the Panthers Insider Show. Great to catch up, and uh, we'll be sure to tell Bill Lindsay that uh, that you sent your best. And uh, and again, thanks very much for stopping by. One of the very best people in the game, and I've always loved working with Billy. You're lucky to have him down there and work with him. Uh, great we love billy he's the best he is the best and uh, ej we thank you very much for stopping by here today from nhl network look forward to talking to you soon you got it Doug. thank you very much he's ej raddick from nhl network you can catch him on nhl now weekdays at four they'll have all that trade deadline coverage coming up on monday beginning at 10 a.m eastern panthers back at it thursday at seven they will be on the road against the Montreal Canadiens. The next Panthers home game against those same Montreal Canadiens coming up on the 29th of this month. Get your tickets, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com. We're going to step aside. We're going to come back, 
Speaking of Bill Lindsay, he's going to join us coming up on the other side of the break. My partner on the Florida Panthers radio network. He's going to be stopping by coming up next. We'll talk all things Panthers, the road trip. We'll talk about the games coming up. We'll talk about Ben Sherratt. We'll get to all of it coming up straight ahead. Billy Lindsay joins the show straight ahead uh, right here. Doug Plagans with you. This is the Florida Panthers radio network. Welcome back to the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you. The Panthers off until Thursday. Panthers and the Montreal Canadiens Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Then the Panthers will be in Ottawa a week from tonight at 7 o'clock. They're in Toronto for a much-anticipated game against the Leafs a week from tomorrow. At 7 o'clock, the Panthers' next home game will be on the 29th at FLA Live Arena against Montreal. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. The Feltman's Value Pack is back for this season. Each Feltman's Value Pack includes Panthers tickets for four, as well as a Feltman's all-natural hot dog, popcorn, and soda. Go to FloridaPanthers.com slash value pack for more information. Well, joining us here this morning on the Panthers Insider Show, not long after we just got off the air, the Panthers... Panthers and the Anaheim Ducks last night. Panthers picked up a 3-0 win, came out of that road trip with 5 out of 8 points. My broadcast partner on the Panthers radio network, Billy Lindsay, kind enough to stop by with us this morning. Billy, good morning, and uh, feels like not long ago we were wrapping up the broadcast of the Panthers and the Ducks last night, so why don't we start with that? First, thanks for being here, but the Panthers last night uh, took care of business in a game where they had to take care of business, and it feels strange saying that against uh, an Anaheim team that's not exactly one of the top tier teams in the league but it was a big win for the Panthers last night and an important game to get before this break sloppy against Vegas followed up want to come out with a winning record on the road trip pedal to the metal right from the start full throttle dominate the game first period really put it away mm-hmm. first period a couple of goals Jonathan Huberto and then he's over the 20 goal mark and just the do- dominance inserted spent the whole night over nine minutes in the offensive zone for the Panthers against the Ducks they were just wheeling around working those cycles plays putting the pressure against Gibson did a lot of everything the injury to Ekblad a little bit concerning hopefully we'll hear more on that as that goes and it will be something that he can rebound from but that is a pause of concern but this Panther team is just so deep so loaded in so many ways and they did what they did all season long they rebound from a little bit of adversity come back with a big win and it's a successful road trip you come out four games on the west coast you come out to one and one you're over 500 on the road trip and you still hold that lead in the Atlantic division over Tampa Bay setting up good they wanted to be better on the road in the second half they've been able to do that they wanted the power play to be better in the second mm-hmm. half of the season that's been going for Andrew Burnett and this team there was some frustration on the road trip kind of boiled over at times whether their way through it in the most complete game of the road trip was the last one back-to-back games four games in seven nights and you play your best game on the last one shows you how deep and how conditioned this Panther team is and we talked about it on the air last night but was that a classic case of with this Panthers team they go in against a team that the the Panthers when they're vying for the top record in the conference and they're vying for the President's Trophy that's a game last night uh, where they should go out and take care of business and when you talk about them asserting their dominance in that game last night the Panthers with that depth the third line the fourth line when they go up against some of these teams the third and fourth lines just overmatch what the other teams are able to throw at them do you feel like that is really what swings the pendulum in the Panthers favor in a game like we saw last night 
Yeah, it helps so much. Third, fourth lines are the, the, the depth is there. You get scoring from it. You see the goal from Thornton, hard wraparound from Achari. You just don't you don't know where the scoring is going to come from from this team. It comes from all over the place. One night it's the defensemen jumping up, scoring goals. Third line, fourth line. Then it's the superstars doing what they do, being superstars. Even if it's tough to contend, even the superstars on the other side for Anaheim, it's no match for the top players on the Panthers side. The Panthers have legitimate superstars. Mm-hmm big time in the the NHL at this very moment and you piece it all together it's just too much for a team like Anaheim to handle and when the Panthers play their best hockey put them put teams back on the ropes and all of a sudden they know you you could see the defeat in Anaheim after that first period they looked dejected and their goaltender Gibson played right to the end thankfully so or, or it could have been much worse for them but I like the way that they worked used those cycle plays down low and it was more north-south hockey straight line hockey put a lot of pressure on the defenseman, drive hard to the net. You saw Marchman with the big collision with the goaltender, Verhage running around, getting using their speed instead of the east-west and the passing. When you, you can really notice this team when they're sharp with their passing. No team passes the puck better than this Panther team in the NHL when they're clicking on all cylinders. It's tape to tape. It's crisp. They move it fast. They get the defenders running around and because of that you can open up seams, passing lanes, shooting lanes, open up all kinds of opportunities. That's why they can score the goals in the bunches and at the rate that they're able to score them and you go back to the Vegas game that was lacking one of the few games that the passes didn't connect and they weren't on the tape and it just wasn't working but they recorrected that in a quick hurry and put that to to rest in in Anaheim that's why they too they compile up the shots because mm-hmm. the passing plays are so smart the defensemen jump up and it's a five-man attack when they're good you see five men in the offensive zone five in the neutral zone five in the defensive zone they don't get separated far apart they're always together and uh, mentioned on the pregame show last night it's kind of like a boa constrictor it's just over time they just suffocate you and just keep squeezing and keep squeezing and keep squeezing and by the end you just got no life in you they've taken all the life and sucked it right out of you Last night, uh, Billy Lindsay, my broadcast partner with Panthers Radio Network, joining us last night, Spencer Knight, his uh, first shutout in the National Hockey League. 17 saves. There were some stretches in that game where he didn't have a whole lot of activity going on around him, but he did make some big saves when called upon. There were a few flurries from the Anaheim Ducks. But overall, Billy, he started all four games on that Western road trip, started both ends of the back-to-back. A stretch like that for him, uh, what can that do for him? Because he was down in the American Hockey league had a really nice run there a nine game stint in the ahl played really good hockey there for charlotte came back up and this wasn't where he was just slotted in for a spot start uh sergey bobrovsky uh, wasn't uh, wasn't ready to start he was available he backed up all four games but spencer knight got the nod and got the start in all four of those games played well and yet you go back to his last seven eight starts that he's had he's allowed two goals or less and five of seven i believe if you, and going he's played really strong they've done it well get get him down to the american hockey league make sure that he's getting the play in time and making sure he's developing the the proper way and gets a chance with Bobrovsky with some injuries and steps right in there. And he's going to be a stud in net. The future mm-hmm. in net is Spencer Nett. That's why they took him high in the draft. They projected this kind of 
path forward for him, and he's got a good, really good team in front of him. It helps to play in front of a really good team. But a 17-save shutout is hard for a goaltender mentally to engage. Sometimes maybe 30 shots, and they're on it, and they're feeling it, and they're all over the place. Then they dive right into that shutout. When you only see 17 shots, you can have that mental lapse or that mental drop, especially as a 20-year-old kid. That's a tough test in the NHL, and he was able to handle that well, stay engaged in the game when the saves were there to be made he was able to make the saves and he's good he's quick down low he moves laterally he's got really strong composure for a young guy and a really good tutor in Bobrovsky who works hard he sees the work ethic that Bobrovsky puts in so to learn from Bobrovsky is going to help Spencer Knight and this whole group being in the winning culture that he's around with Joe Thornton and Hornquist and the team winning at the rate and pushing for the playoffs this is only going to help his development down you saw last year even playing in the playoffs in a playoff series against Tampa Bay that goes a long way for a young kid so his development is right on track where they want it to be. Bill Lindsay my guest here on the Panthers insider show Panthers with a rare Saturday with no game and it's not just Saturday the Panthers don't play again till Thursday against Montreal and I guess shifting gears there there's a chance Billy Thursday night when we get on the air as the Panthers and the Canadians will meet seven o'clock on Thursday it could be the Panthers debut for Ben Sherratt big splash that uh, Bill Zito and the Panthers just made acquiring a defenseman whose name was rumored quite a bit a lot of teams were interested this time of the year who doesn't want uh, a big defenseman who can chew up 20 minutes a night for you the Panthers were able to get Ben Sherratt what do you think about the move and, and how do you think he fits into this group as the the Panthers uh, Bill Zito said the Panthers prioritized a defenseman is as far as the the shopping list was concerned for this time of the year you got Radko Gudis big and physical but you you bring in a guy like Sherratt that's 6'3 226 pounds he can punish the guy physically skates he's a very good skater gonna fit in so he's someone there that you can play even your third fourth defensive pairing can play in the five six role whatever you want he can kind of play up and down he was playing over 23 minutes tonight for Montreal it's a critical ad it's much like David Savard going to Tampa Bay last year and what he was able to solidify for Tampa Bay in the defense side of that but he went all the way to the Stanley Cup final with Montreal played over 25 minutes a night in that run to the Stanley Cup with the Canadians he was a invaluable piece to that run to the Stanley Cup last year for Montreal he knows what it's all about he just went through it and now you add him to this Panther group and they needed depth on defense and they needed they they didn't absolutely need a left-handed shot but it was nice to have Mm -hmm. a left-handed shot come back because on the right side they got some talented right-handed defensemen so to get a left-handed shot guy back that's good that's got a wealth of experience went to the Stanley Cup finals last year is is really important to this team and when we get to the next game for the Panthers the good news is too who's ever there on the roster at that time that's your group the trade deadline will have passed it's coming up on Monday once that gets over and done with we're gonna know who we have Mm -hmm. whoever it is whatever it is we're all set and I, I know as a player myself once that trade deadline's done it's a sense of relief, whatever you're, because you, this is our group. There's no more room. This, hey, it's go time. This, this is who we have. It's time. It's time to go. And we're going to saddle up and ride because this is, this is everyone that they want on our team. And this is who you, who you want to go with. And I always found that truly exciting after the deadline was done and everything was in peace and you knew exactly where you were headed. 
What does it mean, Billy, because you've been in NHL dressing rooms. What's it mean when a team's having a good year and, you know, the organization goes out and adds a big piece, an important piece? And, you know, obviously the team knows they're in it to win it and they know they're aiming for the ultimate prize. But when the organization goes out and injects uh, another key player that can come in and be a very important player for you. What does that do for the room? Oh, it just it just does so much. It's added peace. When we – I go back, we got Ray Shepard in, in 96. We, we were lacking goal scoring uh, to come in. We didn't – we had some good goal scorers. Guys get to put the puck in the net, but we got a natural goal scorer in Ray Shepard. We don't have – we don't have Ray Shepard. We don't go to the Stanley Cup Finals in 1996. That's simple. So we went out and got a guy that could score in an area that we were lacking. So you add an extra piece on defense. It just shows you that there's a commitment and a buy-in, that there's a belief in this team that there's a chance to get to the Stanley Cup final and win a championship. And it doesn't come along too often that you have a really, really good chance to win a Stanley Cup. And when you have a GM that believes in you as a team and you have a chance where you're going as a player, it's an opportunity of a lifetime. You you can see it there. You try not to get too far ahead of yourself, but you are so excited for what's this finished drive. The stretch drive is some of the best hockey, and then the playoffs. There's nothing better than playing in the playoffs hockey, and when you can make your team better, it's just everyone in the dressing room gets ecstatic because you just add another piece to your puzzle. Mm -hmm. And it's important to the dressing room, too. Bill Zito's smart enough. He's not going to take anyone out of there that means a lot to this team and has a real – that's valuable. And you take someone out, then you go, oh, my gosh, why – they're not going to be a – it's only going to be addition. There's not going to be any subtraction that's going to be a major detriment to this team. So they're all in, and I believe that the the ownership, the coaching – the general manager, everyone knows what, what lays in front of them as far as the chance to win a Stanley Cup. And, Billy, uh, one of the last things we'll get to here, you talk about what lays in front of the Panthers. Well, if the Panthers are so fortunate to make a run to get to a Stanley Cup final, there's a good chance that it's going to involve having to go through the team that's won back-to-back mm-hmm. Stanley Cups that plays across the state, yeah. the Tampa Bay Lightning, that is still definitely good enough to get there again this year. There's no question about it. And looking at the Tampa Bay Lightning, because you know, part of uh, I know Panthers fans keep an eye on the Tampa Bay Lightning throughout the season. That's the Panthers' main rival. The Tampa Bay Lightning, if there was anything that they lost from last year going into this year, it was that identity they had on their third line. Uh, Yanni Gord, Blake Coleman, Barkley Goudreau, they're all gone. But Julian Breesbaugh has done a good job filling things from within, finding some guys uh, at uh, some bargain prices in the offseason. And he he just made a trade as well to bring in Brandon Hagel from Chicago, paid a pretty heavy price to do it, but he's going to have Brandon Hagel in the fold for a couple of more years. Uh, you know, interesting, uh, the Panthers and the Lightning both stocking up. When you look at what the Lightning were able to do, uh, plain and simple, a, a good ad for them too. Yeah, it's a good ad. You look at that could be a possible second-round matchup as it stands right now. If both teams won their first-round matchups, you got to go through, through Tampa Bay at some time, mm-hmm. back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. It's the group, but Bill Zito's it's a very Julian Breezeball and the same mindset 
what they're trying to do, add pieces. You can see exactly what they're trying to do for their, their teams. And the playoff series uh, w- was one of the best in the playoffs last year, if not the best mm-hmm. between the, these two teams. It was 27 years in the making. If it happens again this season, it's only going to be better because both these teams are just loaded. Again, the Panthers are stronger than they were last year, and they pushed Tampa Bay right to the ropes in, in that series. And uh, the same thing could happen again this year. If you want to win the Stanley Cup, you might have to go through the, the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions and Tampa Bay Lightning. And the rivalry is so good for, for hockey and, and South Florida in general, and it's built up over the course. But it is it is sensational for the NHL, South Florida, to have these two teams really good at the same time. It's been a long time since it's happened, and it was last year. And there, there is a heck of a chance that we could see a rematch of the first-round series that we saw last year. Maybe not in the first round, but a good possibility that maybe it could happen in the second round. It would be something to see. Rick Flair always said, uh, to be the man, you got to beat the man. So uh, if the Panthers have to go through the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, there's a good chance you may as well just put it on the calendar if you're going to make a deep run probably going to have to go through the tampa bay lightning so uh that'll be much that's going to be much you turn on your tv sets radios come to the rink that's much that's must see tv it's 100 percent. no question about that well uh billy enjoy the saturday with no game we'll see you on uh on thursday night of course the panthers and the montreal canadians that's what's coming up next but uh thanks for taking some time out for us here on the panthers insider show this morning yeah, we go from late morning hockey to early morning hockey, yeah. <laughs> talking about it. So enjoy your weekend Saturday, and Panther fans out there, thank you so much for all of this, and always putting on a good show, Doug. You're hard, one of the hardest working men in the business, so thanks for having me on. Well, thank you. So are you, Billy, and uh, that'll take us to the end of today's program. Thanks very much for being here with us this morning on the Panthers Insider Show. Just a reminder, the Panthers don't play again till Thursday. They'll kick off a three-game swing through Canada. They will play the Canadians in Montreal Thursday at 7. They'll be in Ottawa on Saturday at 7. That's a week from tonight. And then a week from tomorrow at 7, the Panthers will be on the road against the Toronto Toronto Maple Leafs, the next Panthers home game coming up on the 29th. That's a Tuesday night at FLA Live Arena against the Montreal Canadiens. So a lot of Atlantic division coming up uh, in the Panthers near future. So they'll have Montreal uh, on home ice uh, at FLA Live Arena coming up on the 29th at 7. Again, you can get your tickets by going to floridapanthers.com or ticketmaster.com or by calling 954 954- 835 puck and then on the 31st the Panthers will have the Chicago Blackhawks coming into FLA Live Arena as well you don't want to miss that again floridapanthers.com ticketmaster.com to get your tickets that's going to do it for this edition of the Panthers Insider Show big thanks to my broadcast partner Billy Lindsay for stopping by this segment big thanks to EJ Raddick from NHL Network for stopping by last segment everybody enjoy your Saturday we'll talk to you on Thursday the Panthers will be in Montreal at 7 to take on the Canadians we'll have it all for you across the Panthers radio Network. Once again, thanks for being with us here today. I'm Doug Plagans. This has been the Panthers Insider Show right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.